Good morning. So this is going to be a real day brightener for you. We're going to talk about disappointment. Disappointment. Maybe even a weak brightener, huh? <laughs> You've been disappointed. I've been disappointed. Disappointed by someone, something. Disappointed, let down. It happens every single day. If we would count up the times that we're disappointed, maybe, you know, it's that first bite of our lunch and we're like, this is going to be, eh, no, <laughs> you know, or maybe everybody went out to breakfast and we picked an amazing place and we get our food and we're like, that's, no. <laughs> maybe it's a big disappointment, you know, maybe you have been praying and hoping and thinking and looking towards something that just doesn't happen or it happened and it's just not what you expected it to be. I have been disappointed. It's life. It's a part of life. You have been disappointed. It's a part of life. And the weird thing is, if you look in the Bible, in uh, Romans um, 5, 5, it says hope doesn't disappoint us. In Romans 10, 11, it says believe in God and he won't disappoint you. So how can that be? Well, I think that when I'm disappointed, maybe I have my hopes pointed in the wrong direction. Disappointed. <laughs> When I feel disappointment, it's not because God has done something. It's because I am looking in the wrong place. If I were looking where I should be looking, I might feel disappointed, but I would look beyond that disappointment to the one who doesn't disappoint, right? And then... I would not be disappointed. <laughs> Here's the thing. This happens with me when I get disappointed and when I'm trying to look past that disappointment to the one who doesn't disappoint. I realize something. And I hope that maybe after this morning, you will begin to realize it too. When I am awake, so when I get disappointed, I feel low, I feel weak, I feel um, broken, a little broken. I feel like the clay jar that I am, that um, the treasure's inside of, the broken clay jar. And uh, in 2 Corinthians at chapter 12, I just want to read to you from there, um, it's Paul talking about asking God, would you take this thorn away from my flesh? <laughs> three times, he says, I pleaded with him three times. And he said, words are in red. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. When I get disappointed. I feel weak. 
And Jesus says, the words are in red, Jesus says, my power is made perfect in weakness. So then it goes on in um, 2 Corinthians 12, and Paul says, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that God's power may rest on me. And that's why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Listen, I'm not wishing this stuff on myself. I'm not wishing this stuff on you. Disappointments suck. They're hard. They're disappointing. <laughs> but they weaken us in a beautiful way in a lovely way. And Jesus said, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in your weakness. Breathe that in. <laughs> Breathe that in this week. Disappointments will come and go. It is not God who disappoints us. We may disappoint ourselves. Put grace on that. Put grace on that and look past your disappointment in yourself and know that His power is made perfect in your weakness. Others may disappoint us. Put grace on that. His grace is sufficient. His power is made perfect in my weakness, in your weakness. Circumstances may have disappointed you. Put grace on that. His power is made perfect in our weakness. This week, look past the disappointment and look to the one who does not disappoint. His power is made perfect in our weakness. Paul goes on to say in 2 Corinthians, For when I am weak, then I am strong. So I just speak that over you this week. I pray that over you this week and over myself. When I am weak, then I am strong. Because Jesus says, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in your weakness. It's going to be a great week.